Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! We are underway, and happy Monday, everybody. We made it to week two. We did. What a weekend with the weather. Unbelievable. We have a jam-packed two hours for you today. I'm Jay Crawford. Later in the show, they called him Pronk, part project, part Shrek. I guess that's a compliment. Travis Hafner, formerly of the Cleveland Indians, will join us live. I'm G. Bush, and I'm going to tell you later on in the show why Jarvis Landry was expendable in Kevin Stefanski's playbook. Mm. And I'm Brad Sellers. I'm here to talk about the resurgence of Ohio State basketball, what that means for the Buckeyes going forward, and how Chris Holtman is going to take us in a new direction. And I'm former Mets catcher Mike Piazza. And let me tell you something here. Aaron Savali is having big problems. And we need to send his ass down to Columbus. That's coming up in a little bit. I haven't seen Piazza in a while. You've changed. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, I retired. I got a little heavy. Chris Holtman will join us live on the program. We're looking forward to that. Mikey McNuggets, is that the nickname we're going with? Or do we make it official this week? What's the plan? Wednesday, live Twitter poll. Stay tuned. But right now, Mikey McNuggets is the leader in the clubhouse. So it's the placeholder. What are you looking forward to on today's show? I'm hot about my top five. I've been roasted all weekend for my food takes. This is not a food top five, but I've came prepared with excellent analysis. Do we get a hint as to what the topic is, or are you going to make no, us wait? No, I'll tell you right now. It's the least likable TV characters in recent memory. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Least likable TV Least characters. Least likable. The worst All right, very worst. good. All right, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Go ahead, Gene. Hey, by the way, before I take my hat off, y'all got to recognize. See that? See, that's the cursive. They don't sell these. Y'all might not get this. I got the most gear in the world. I got the Millennium Time piece on right here. Look how big. That's a chandelier. By the way, this is defensive line gear. I'm an assistant defensive line coach. I get the water bottles out when they're thirsty. Don't nobody got this. By the way, we're going to do that. I'm just show, I'm just showing y'all. Got the Tim's on today. Just the Tim's like. Oh, going Tim. Just just Tim's. Right. Tim's Where'd like you today. get that? Uh, listen, I got this from Andrew Barry. <laughs> you he, did? He Directly said, from Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry said the people's chef is in the building. Here go your care package. <laughs> I, I had to go to the big man store to get my new Guardian shirt yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this. They don't have a lot of stuff for short fat guys. Everything's for tall fat guys. You did get you some Guardians. It's not like bad. That. Okay. It's you, not you bad. I couldn't. I was, try, I was trying to get Ohio State stuff there, Brown stuff. It wasn't fitting me quite right, so. We'll Are we good, though, man? We, we good. Well, the weight yeah. loss challenge starts this week. Tomorrow. Right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. So, Bull and G. Bush are going to see who can lose the most weight. That's right. That's what right. are we doing? It like six months, three months, a month, I, regular weight? I don't in? know. We got we to figure out the details on how long, but we're weighing right. in tomorrow. There's like a 1950 scale in the in the workout area yes. in the next room. It is accurate. I'll, I'll, is it, I'll is have that, you know. Is that, is that including the vegan diet? <laughs> no, I don't think anything. I'm not doing different. vegan. No, these guys aren't <laughs> No. I mean, that one They want to do some vegan action. Yeah. It's called, you know, you know, it's called starvation. <laughs> Yeah, we got to no trim it down. Let's right. go. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of yeah. fun. We're looking forward to that. Well, here's where we're going to start, guys. Um, the Browns had their rookie mini camp. Yeah. And the big talk of the camp, I thought, was David Bell. He's the wide receiver from Purdue, all Big Ten guy. 
All he does is have thousand yard seasons mm -hmm. in his three seasons at Purdue. Two of them were full seasons. He managed to go over a thousand yards in the two full seasons. Obviously, the COVID shortened season kind of screwed all the stats up. But this is for most people. Uh, for most people that watch the Big Ten regularly, he's the guy in the Big Ten. He was the receiver that you would want. And now Jarvis Landry is officially out of Cleveland. Jarvis signing a one-year, six-million-dollar deal with the New Orleans Saints. This happened late on Friday, and so basically, you're going to just plug this Bell guy right into the slot receiver at a big savings. Yeah. How much does Kevin Stefanski love this guy? Let's listen to what Ke Kevin Stefanski rarely effuses praise. He doesn't <laughs> say much. No. Nope. He really doesn't. But listen to what he had to say about the Browns' new third-round pick receiver, David Bell. Here it is. A very competitive player. Um, catches the ball really well. We thought he had some savviness. So I think when you're looking at the draft, Scott, there's so many guys that can fit. You better have a lot of guys that can fit in your scheme. It's really what traits can you do you feel like you can uh, exploit, so to speak. So uh, we thought he was really competitive at the catch, uh, has some versatility to play outside inside. Organizationally, we're very, we're very excited to add David. Uh, he, he was uh, somebody that throughout the process, I know our, our coaches, our scouts, everybody's excited about him. So uh, he did a nice job today. Uh, he doesn't say a lot. He's pretty reserved, but he's very intelligent. Uh, did a nice job with what we gave him today, and I expect him to continue to take strides every day. Yeah, that's the hope as a rookie. So yeah. clearly what happened here was Kevin Stefanski looked at all the receivers in the draft and he was looking for a Jarvis Landry model, a guy that can do what Jarvis did in this offense. Yeah, he had told Andrew Barry from as late as or as early rather as as the early second round. That's my guy. Go get him. You know, and they got him. You know who he reminds me of my early impression of him is another guy in this division similar to Jarvis Landry. And it's Tyler Boyd to the Bengals, right? Who's an underrated wide receiver because the Bengals got some young, sexy names there. But Tyler Boyd has been like this steady, good, solid. Not a, he's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not an all-pro. But he's just been a good, solid guy who's got great hands, not elite speed, mm -hmm. but he catches everything, runs good routes. David Bell reminds me of Tyler Boyd. I think he's going to be that same mold of receiver. I don't think we're ever going to see David Bell as an all-pro or anything like that. But I get the sense he's going to be the type of guy that's going to turn into this consistent, good player, like Jarvis Landry, like Tyler Boyd. That. If he yes. becomes Tyler Boyd, I think the Browns absolutely. Take that well, you got a playmaker and quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. So you need guys that can make plays. And then the slot guy is the guy that is the most dependable guy when the quarterback is in trouble. Right. Right. He's looking for the slot guy to make a play. Right. I want guys with hands right. and runs routes. And that's what, what he does. does. The yeah. problem yeah. is he has great hands and runs great routes. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Y'all, you guys are parents, right? Sure. Remember how it used to be Christmas and, and your, your kids wanted one thing. Did they? And, and <laughs> they wanted multiple things, <laughs> but you got them one thing, right? The big thing, the big ticket item, and then they get it. They open it on Christmas Day, and guess what? That's all they care about. They, yeah. You got them all these other clothes and whatever. They open that up. They're good to go. Kevin Stefanski sound like this was the guy he went into the draft and he had a wish list. He said, Andrew Barry, get me one guy. And he was still there. They picked him. Yeah. And I think he's so comfortable with it. Now you can hear him talking like I already got plays for this guy. I know what he's going to do. And the thing that stands out to me with the statistics, he just put those up there. 93 catches in a big 10. That's wow. That's big. That means that they're targeting you in a lot in inclement weather. Yes, in and, weather. and good competition. Michigan, right. Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. I, I think, he, you know, that would, this is what made Jarvis Landry slightly expendable. And to your point, G, at, you know, it's since he's playing at Purdue and not Ohio State, it's not like he's 
got all these superstar talents around him. Purdue's a good team, but it's not Ohio State. He got, every he got everybody's player. best corner every Exactly, week. Yeah. exactly. And he still scored 21 touchdowns in 29 Big Ten games. Yeah. Guys, that's, that's, that's really that's good. Tremendous. That's tremendous. Yeah. So what kind of a drop-off, if any, do we see at the Browns just in that position from Jarvis Landry, who we know what he was, right. to a guy that's an unknown? Do you see this being a huge drop-off? It's going to be a drop-off, but... Not so much because you've got Amari Cooper now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you missed the, the veteran savvy of Jarvis Landry. I mean, that, exactly. that's something that's right. going to be missed. In terms of the production on the field, Jarvis wasn't that productive last year. So, I don't know if statistically. He was hurt. Right. He was hurt. Yeah. It was the first time he'd ever been hurt. I don't know if it's a huge drop-off statistically. But going into the season, you're going to trust Jarvis Landry more than you're going to trust him. I mean, it's a rookie versus a guy who's a proven veteran and a guy who's been a pro bowler at times. So, I, I think it's it's – on paper, it's a drop-off, but in reality, it may turn out not to be at all. Well, there's always a ramp-up period, I think, for, for a young player coming to the league, right? Jarvis Landy is an all-pro, right? He's a guy that yeah. you can count on, depend on over time. David Bell has a high upside, good bandwidth out here. Take him a little ramp-up time, because, you know, the first thing going to do is when they put you out in the slot, somebody's going to be waiting to get in your chops yeah. here, right? Yeah. See, sure. if you, see, if you, see if you can take these chops here, right? And then, <laughs> He's got nice size, though. He's but, like 6'1", 2'10". So, once, once, you, yeah. get past, once yes. you get past that, then learn, because there's a skill set to any pro playing any sport. You have to learn how it works, right, and learn how you can get off in your game, get your game off in, 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 in the floor of the offense. So, the good thing for us is that if we have Watson under center, a guy who can make plays, the options we have in the backfield, Hunt and Chubb, right? We can spread the ball out, figure out who we're going to. This may open up opportunities for a guy like Bill. Defense is not worried about him. And I think I think David Njoku is scheduled to have a big year this year. I think so, too. I, I, I think all those balls they were throwing to Hooper, and he was turning around tripping over the lines and the turf <laughs> monsters, <laughs> turning around flying backwards. What a terrible well, sign I mean, that was. I mean, what happened to Horrible. you? Did you get hurt moving your gear from Atlanta to Cleveland? I'm yeah. confused at what we were getting. But I think David Njoku is going to be used more uh, in this offense. So you got to think about that. You got to think about Donovan. Of people's Jones, who still and, has upside. And he, Anthony Schwartz is still Anthony Schwartz has done, you know, did nothing as a rookie, but was no. a high draft pick. But gee, we need listen. David Njoku has great skills. Yes, right. He should be more productive. Now, part of it has had injuries over the years. Not really last year. Part of it is they just haven't used them at times. Part of it's they don't have Austin Hooper. But part of it, he's been inconsistent. You're right. Hooper's always fallen down. But Njoku over the years has had a lot of bad drops. Hands bad up. drops, he, yeah. right? Yep. He need, it's almost like he makes the great play where he's got to jump he up does. and show yeah. his athletic ability. But the routine play, he'll drop. They dropped we a lot more of routine consistency. balls last year. He not should just him. be a border, at least a borderline top ten tight end. Well, I think with his skill set, he's got to show that consistency. Well, when you have a when you have a top tier quarterback, you go demand that of you, right? Oh, I'm not. Yeah, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm not coming your way. Yeah, no, right? you're right. And and I, it's it's and like I'll the point guard out here. I, I just won't pass you the ball. You'll right. never see it. I, I'll give that to Jay. You know, this could be said. For whatever Baker Mayfield his is is you know shortcomings are, they dropped a lot of rocks. A no lot. Doubt. Of, yeah. I mean, even going to Jarvis, there was games. Jarvis. Look at the Steelers game. Jarvis was yeah. dropping two. Th I'm like, wow. What's Odell going on? Odell had some bad Odell drops. Odell had some drops. So you know, it, it, let's not. We know, I'm not gonna put it all on Baker. The whole receiving core, as you could tell, they needed to get better. The whole offensive passing game needs to get better because you look at it. Hooper's not there. Baker's not gonna be there. Odell and Jarvis is not and here. Rashard Higgins and Rashard Higgins. And Rashard Higgins is gone. So they overhaul yeah. the whole offense, so to speak. Yeah. Well, at least the receiving core. Let's. Let's listen to uh, David Bell. This is what he was saying at, at the volunteer uh, rookie camp. 
really wherever they need me, whether it's outside, uh, inside, in the backfield, if they want to hand me the ball a little bit, uh, I doubt it. But wherever coach decides to put me at, you know, that's where I see it. So I'm just trying to learn full concepts of the offense instead of just trying to focus on one position. That means a lot. You know, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity uh, just to be out here, mingle with the teammates. But, you know, to have the coaches trust, you know, I'm I know I'm going to have to continue to build that by out here making plays and how I walk through the, through the facility and how I treat people. He doesn't look like a rookie. He looks a little older. He looks like a man. Right? Sounds a little like older, <laughs> too, doesn't he? He yeah. sounds like he's already a seasoned right. veteran. And he's not a tiny guy, as you were saying, no, Jay. I mean, he's got nice size. Get that man's birth certificate. How old is he? He's well, 50. You don't, I mean, see, you don't see many rookies. Put me in the backfield. Hand me the ball. Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. do you? Oh, is that what you want hey, to do? That's the green light. That's that green light <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah. I done been on teams where people like me a lot, and I done been on teams where coaches like, oh, I don't know about that. She booked that. We not spot. When he got the green light. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he like, you can tell he got the confidence because when your coach puts you in a position and he get to you, close the door, say, look, these are all the areas we're going to work with you right here. We're going to get you the ball here, here, yeah. here. Look, that gives you confidence to come out and talk about it and say, hey, man, I'm ready to go. You can tell right. he, coach is going to put him in some different places. And you know what's exciting? It's actually exciting. I watched the Cavs this year. It's exciting to see new players, yeah. young players, players you ain't no seen before. Yeah, I and love it. Always yeah. fun. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what the receiving core can do. Uh, maybe they, we can find our, our, our football version of Darius. And I, and I just thought about it. Uh, we ran Jarvis out of the backfield sometimes. Uh, sure. In, uh, in, in yeah. runs, right? Well, look so how the Chiefs is... use their small receivers. Yeah. When you're a playmaker. Yeah. Just find a way to get the ball in the player's yeah. hands. Bengals no, have Jamar it. Chase in the playoffs. Yeah, you why not? When you have a good, skilled player like that, you get him the ball however you get him the ball right. and let him do something with it. I have a lot of hopes for him. I, like I said, I don't think he's going to be a five-time Pro Bowler. Right. They don't need him to be. No. What they need him to be is a serviceable slot guy who's reliable, third and seven. Deshaun feels mm -hmm. comfortable enough that I can, I can find him over the middle. He's going to catch the ball, take a hit, and move the yeah, chains. Yeah. That's what they need him to do. And rookies, Jay, and we, one of us was talking about this either before the show, I think. Rookies are at that position are developing much quicker. The last couple of years, it used to be you drafted a wide receiver. It's like a couple of years, he'll be a factor. Now, we're expecting these wide receivers, and even though he's a third-round pick, he played a lot in college. He had a lot of production success. I'm expecting him to come in and be a factor right away. Like I'd like to see him have 800 yards this season. I don't think that's an... <laughs> Bull, I, I, unfair I don't think it, it might be a little high. I'd be, I'd, I'd yeah. be thrilled if he had 800 sure. yards. Yeah. Look, I, I'd take 600 yards, to be honest. But, Bull, that's a point that, you, that yeah. you bring up because look at the teams that have been willing to divorce themselves. Browns are one of them. Yeah. They could have kept Jarvis Landry. And I right. think five years ago they would have said, look, it's the guy you know versus the guy you don't. Right. We'll overpay for him. But look at the teams in the last two years that have willingly parted with top-tier wide receivers. Yeah. But they're saying, look, those balls will be there for this rookie. They're going to go out. They draft almost a prototypical size player, and they bring that player in. Tennessee did that. They let a great receiver yeah. go. Yeah. We'll see if it pans out. That's the right? question. Yeah. You know, so I think the philosophy here is plug and play. We can put a similar size player with a similar skill set into this offense, yeah. target him as many times, and we're going to get close to the same production for a lot less money. A rookie on a, or a receiver on a rookie contract compared to a rookie that's looking for that big second deal. Yeah. And that's huge. Well, think thing. about it, G. A.J. Brown, who yep, you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Devontae Adams got traded. Right. Tyreek Hill got traded. Amari Cooper got traded. Amari Cooper got traded. You Jarvis just mentioned Landry. Jarvis. 
right? And I think I'm forgetting another guy. Uh, there's a, there there's, are other guys. There are other guys. I mean, there were a lot of big name wide receivers. Debo Samuels teams. might look like he might get moved. From He's Se- trying from to get Seattle. moved. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is another one. Yeah, so we'll see. I think I think to your point of yeah. the valuation of the receiver. Because these guys are coming out of college like Chase and others and having huge rookie seasons, now it's a copycat league. Teams are saying, okay, we're not going to pay our big money to a second contract receiver. We're just going to go try to find gold again in the draft. You talk about economics of the game now, right? Because the the wide receiver basically has now almost become like the the running back, right? A little bit. They're they're interchangeable, right? No one thought Jarvis would be making six million this year. And I'm not going to overpay for it, right? Right. Especially once they're in their late 20s. I'm going to pay for other things, right? Jarvis is And I can go get I can yeah. go get Alave or Garrett Wilson right. on Ohio right, State right, right, take right. my chances. So speaking of Alave, look yeah. at the receiving core now in Golly. New Orleans. Like, I, I right. hope it works out for well, Jarvis. Well, Michael Thomas comes back, right. he's if, played the last No, years. I know, but he's expected yeah. to come back he and is. play, and he'll be yeah. a contributor, and you've got Alave, and you've got Jarvis, who's excited about a homecoming. Yeah. He's from just outside sure. New Orleans, of course, yeah. went to college at LSU. That's a pretty solid receiving core for the New Orleans Saints. Not yeah. to mention Alvin Kamara, who's a great ba- uh, catch balls out of the back. backfield. Right. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. We just need to figure out whether or not you have a quarterback. Right. Jameis Winston, hey, bro, you got all the pieces you need. Yeah. And when we it's talk, time. When we talk about this thing right here, this is the holy grail, right? This is where we've all talked about the Browns should get. Remember before we, we, we talked about how people used to come here and, and that we call them steak eaters. They come in, they all that you're trying to do is stay in nice hotels, eat up all the pregame meals, mm-hmm. and you're not doing nothing. Dwayne Bowes of the world. Oh well, guess God. what? Now the Browns are, look, they're moving on from these type guys. They're not overpaying guys. They're they're looking to develop some of the younger guys. So this is this is where everybody thought that the second step of being a perennial contender is developing some of these lower tier guys and seeing if you can find a diamond in the rough. Guys, on a semi-related note, I'm glad we're not spending this time breaking down minicamp. Uh, people spend so much time. What did you learn in minicamp? Yeah, but meaningless. You don't learn anything in minicamp. Yeah. It's a bunch of rookies practicing against other rookies. You're not yeah. learning anything. No, Go you don't air. know anything. We're not going to know anything until probably second game of the preseason right. Yes. Right. when they get a lot of playing time. We'll right. be able to look at these guys and say, yeah, they passed the look test. No, they don't. There were guys in training camps past where yeah. we looked at and said, these guys are going to be superstars. Oh, yeah. Mac Wilson comes to mind. I remember, I remember his first preseason game. Yep. He had, I think he had a couple of picks. He looked like he was all over the place. Oh, yeah. Remember that <laughs> return a guy, guy that just never who, developed? Who looked like the Ray Lewis. guy who was a homeless guy. Remember that guy? He became a big story for 10 seconds. <laughs> Andy, Andy yeah. Andy, I forgot his name. Andy ran, Andy ran a kickback. Yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody was going bananas. He was yeah. being interviewed all over the country. Hey, you have to keep in mind who they're doing it against. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. in Cleveland, of course, in training camp, the fans always become obsessed with one random white receiver <laughs> that never that makes the happen. team. And the fans go, how did he not make the team? And then he's, you know, playing in the CFL two weeks later. Yeah, it's pretty easy how he didn't make the team. He's not any good. Yeah, hey, right. hey, you know, he's just a, you know, he's a steady receiver. <laughs> First guy in, last solid. guy out. Just, just comes, just comes to work and does his solid. job. Solid. Always pale kind of guy. Always <laughs> wants to be open. <laughs> what? No, that's Cooper Cup. Like, <laughs> by the way, Cooper just, Cup is always just open. because Cooper Cup is white doesn't mean he's not really good. He's like a top five receiver. He's don't, a bad no, man. Cooper Cup put, might be the best receiver. Oh put some respect on his name. Yeah. They think he's a slot guy. No, 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 no I don't no. think so. He's a star. I think and Cooper's proved it over the last two years. Yeah, like, I don't know if there's anybody that's caught as many balls. Absolutely. Then Cooper Cup. He's great. So if we have to give this a thumbs up, so basically the trade out is you let Jarvis go. You would have paid him probably 10 million was the report that they offered him in the ballpark at 10 million. 
Guys, I think this two thumbs up because I think they dodged a bullet. Jarvis does bring some more things to the table, but at a $10 million price tag, it limits what you can do in other places. I think this is a home run move, what we know about it right now. Do you agree? I agree. Jadavion Clowney, we got about four more million than we had before, big dog. <laughs> right. You, your boy didn't take it. Come on, get this money off the table. Come on now. Come on, eat. You like it? So like I, I like it because Jarvis was due to get $16 million, right? It was 16 right? Yeah. Right, right, 16 and it, he takes six. He took a $10 million dollar pay cut. He takes six guys. in New Orleans, and now there's 10 to play with. So we were going to pay him 16. We'll pay him 10. So there's another four that you could throw to Clowney or someone else. Right? It's about moving the number. Home run move for you, Bull? No, I, I, I like Bell. I like the potential. I still would have wanted, wanted to see Jarvis Landry come back. If I could have gotten him back for $6 million for that same price, I would have liked to see him here. Maybe, I guess, in the end, that wasn't possible. Yeah. It's still disappointing. I still think he's a veteran presence that they could use in that room. It's a very inexperienced room. Out Amari's by not Cooper. that guy to you? I just don't think he's the leader type of guy like Jarvis Landry is. We'll see. He's yeah. going to need to be. Yeah. There were folks silently whispering last year, is Jarvis the clubhouse guy we thought he was? Remember how we there went completely off that. the radar after yeah. the move, after they Late cut the OBJ? Well, after anymore. they cut OBJ, he was, he was out. And yeah. his silence was kind of deafening. Okay, Fair. we know where he is. Fair. So there were some that were questioning from the outside. I think for Jarvis, it's a good play. He's making a one-year bet on himself. Right. If he comes back and has the kind of year that he's had before, then he's due to make more money with a longer-term deal. Right. But, I, again, I think the NFL has moved on from these super mega no deals doubt. for wide receivers. I think they've figured out a way to save money and not have a huge step back. On the other hand, if Jarvis has a bad year and is hurt again, he might be out of the league by next year. Yeah, it, it, it won't it happen at all. Way. If he doesn't yeah. have a highly productive year, it might be the end for, for Jarvis Landry. All right, let's go to something that we're going from professional sports to high school sports. We don't usually make this turn. But, guys, today is a very big day in the state of Ohio when it comes to Ohio high school athletes being able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. It's known as the NIL. Of course, college football now has had it for the last year. There are a lot of folks that believe it was a disaster at the collegiate level. In fact, it seems like every day another coach is coming out against it. Recently, Deion Sanders said this is a huge problem moving forward. They just say it's the wild, wild west, and it needs to be, there needs to be parameters. At the end of yesterday, voting for a two-week period was open to all Ohio High School Athletic Association principals. I think that's 817. They need 409 to ratify this. It's expected to pass. If it passes, guys, it goes into effect today. Mm, it goes yeah. into effect immediately. And that means any high school athlete in the state of Ohio can monetize their name, image, or likeness. Right. What are your overall thoughts on this, just to start? I, I hope they don't screw this up like they did in college, right? The NCAA, now they're like... Guys, uh, by the way, how ironic is it that Deion Sanders, who monetized everything his whole career, right. is complaining about this? It's ridiculous. But just like with college players, if somebody is willing to pay you and you're a high school athlete, you should be able to get the money. There should be no restrictions on that. And if the Ohio High School Association doesn't get behind that now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass anyway in the courts, just like it did with college. Yeah. So they need to get ahead of it like college did not. Hopefully, they'll do the right thing and vote yes. Brad, you, well, what do well, you think of this? Well, I, I'm like this. There has to be rules and parameters to everything. That's yeah, why you got to vote yes, you so can, you have you those. You cannot go wild, wild west out here, right? And I'm a guy that's a capitalistic guy, right? But I like, there has to be some rules in play. The NIL is basically like the transfer portal. I mean, this is just some, some foolishness created by the NCAA and, and the fallout from that, right? It, it all comes down to basically this, right? 
there's a tremendous amount of money being made out here, right, at the college level, right? Mm -hmm. And if some of it should trickle down to the high school kids because some of them can't be monetized. I can tell 97% of those kids not going to see a dime, right? Actually, it's expected that less than 1% see a dime. In right? college, it's less than 2%. Now, uh, LeBron James came around in high school. Yeah, he was seeing yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so, you, so you have, have, to, have, to, you have, to, account, you have yeah. to account for that person, right? right? But you cannot let this thing run around here rampant without any rules at all because, the, I, again, I would just keep saying that nobody shows anybody the books. How much are you actually making here? Because yeah. I want to know. I'm Ohio State. How much you making over here, Ohio State? Michigan, how much you making? ND, how much you making? Yeah. All right. And then let's take that number compared to the scholarship number, right? And you'll see a huge chasm out here, right? And so the workforce is getting what? So now they create these little runoff programs, NIL. Uh, you don't like your transfer portal. Go here, right? This is trying to even the score for for the kids it, as much as possible. It's almost like in trying to solve one problem because there was a problem. I mean, there was yeah. no question it was I a mean, problem. We yeah. saw a lot of those with Ohio State football players, guys that just paid too steep of a price for trading a ring or getting Ridiculous. a tattoo. See, it, was, yeah. it was just unbelievable. So there was a problem, but in reading some of the different complaints from the college coaches, they've just fixed one problem but added three new ones to the mix. See, see, my, my, my perspective is if you don't have any infrastructure, right? Coaches think that the only thing they do is coach. That's not what you're supposed to do. Coaches are mentors to young people. So that includes, hey, that kid over here didn't, he's not going to the pros. How you helping him get a job afterwards? Right, right. Do you got any programs for people that suffer from depression? Right. Suffer from, from not getting a degree? Do you have any infrastructure where you can say, hey, look, we got an academic advisor over here. We got uh, all these extensive boosters, all this different stuff that, that people are donating millions to, this, to the school. But yet and still, we got guys that can't get jobs. We got guys that's working at McDonald's. We got guys that, that didn't even get a degree. When there's no infrastructure and you don't have that, what I call the Wild Wild West is when you get done playing football and nobody calls you, you can't get a coach on the line. That's the Wild West, and you got to go out here and put you, you you trying to find resumes, you trying to get references, and and all you do is like, hey, I, I took the classes they told me to take. Yeah, I took I took a, a gym classes, and, and they're like, well, they, they're cutting gym classes. Yeah, when the last time. So my thing is this. The NCAA and high schools, you have a you have a duty to young people. Get them a job, make sure you work with them, and, and let them know their career is coming to an end and it's inevitable. The NIL money is here to help a specific amount of people, and there is only going to be one or two guys, C.J. Stroud, uh, uh, some guys that are quarterbacks, but the rest of your team, the predominantly rest of these guys, they're going to hit the workforce. So what are you doing to prepare them to get that check? So let me ask you a question. You, you think Ohio State is happy about C.J. Stroud getting an NIL deal? No. no. On the surface, they say they are, but uh -uh. I don't think no, they they're are. Not. They they're not. The they're not sure. because you're, undercut you're, undercutting, you're, under uh, you're undercutting the program. That's yeah, what you do. Right. Again, I, I say it again. What are the books? What are, what's your intake here, right? Because yeah. here, show it to me, right? Then make your case, right? And so this is the problem, G, right? And then to your other point here. You have to a school has to prepare people for beyond this game here. What are you doing? Some 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 institution university they'll prepare you for nothing. You on your own, right? Good luck, bruh, after the end. Good yeah. luck. But part of <laughs> part of the one concern about the wild west, if you call it, for NIL college and high school that I'm concerned about for the players is them getting because they're 18, 19 years old, all of a sudden maybe some of these guys have an opportunity to make some real money. Mm -hmm. 
and then there's some shady characters out there. Hey, I'll get you this gig, but you got to sign this contract. All of a sudden, this guy who could make monetize his own name now he's paying eighty percent to this guy because he didn't know any better. Well, that's part contract. of the concern at the collegiate yes. level because there's no oversight board. Yeah, the coaches are saying they're seeing players signing deals that yeah, they're making money, but. There are other people making more money off right. their name. Shouldn't be that way. Because, like that. And that should never Because happen. the people making the money are making the money. They're not looking out for the kid, right? They, they, they don't have the they don't have the guardrails no, in place. They don't have the guardrails in place. They don't have the guardrails in place to keep the shady dude from coming into the scene, right? right? Do, do you, and so you're on your own. Do you know the best way to teach people how to manage money? Give them mm -hmm. money. You, you, it right. starts with your parents giving you an so allowance. You don't want, you, you're not worried about the, the shady characters. Uh, they got to deal with them themselves. Uh, well, no, the, the, yeah. you know, the university needs to put someone in place to say, any deal you get, bring it to us. Okay, that's university. That right. They can do that. They have the resources. High what about high school? Yeah, bring them true. to us. Like, what about these small high schools that, that might not have resources? They got guidance, guidance counselors, don't they? Some do, some don't. Yeah. Uh, guidance, this is this, my thing. This is why you're on a slippery slope. That's why you're on a slippery slope. But the answer is not you go, to allow you go, you go to high, the opposite. You go to a high school place, like a yeah. big big high school town like Steubenville, Ohio, the big red, right? Mm -hmm. and some of the players down there are going to, because they have a big following there. Yes. Right? So you can, see NIL, the you can see the whole NIL deal. Mm -hmm. and I don't use, I'm not uh, singling out Steubenville. I only was singling out because Warrensville went down there and got killed one day <laughs> when I was in high no, school. No, they have a, they right? have a legitimate football right. program with money behind it. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so does Maslin has the same thing. There are a lot of programs in the state yeah. that have that. Yeah. My, my thing is, and, and I, this gives us an opportunity to tease tomorrow's show a little bit, Maurice Claret, who is yeah, really almost oh. the poster child yeah. for how your life can go completely off the rails if you tried to monetize your name, image, image and likeness in a previous life, back back in the old days of the NCAA when you couldn't do that. His life, unfortunately for him, spiraled out of control. He left Ohio State after the year because he couldn't come back and play there. He, he sued the NFL for early admittance, won. It was overturned at the appellate level. So he had to sit around for two years and wait for his opportunity to go pro. But in the meantime, his life took a drastic turn south. He's going to be here tomorrow. He's going to talk Can't about wait. some of these pitfalls. Yep. He's a very thoughtful guy. I think he's going to have some interesting insight on how maybe we best make this work. Because, again, we're only talking about probably in Ohio, maybe 50 to 100 guys, right. maybe more. Maybe. College football stars that are already signed right. to go to right. Ohio State, yeah. Big Ten programs, and then your blue chip Big Ten or uh, NCAA basketball players. Those, right. are, those are the guys that right now – they're thinking you're going to really be able to monetize this. Some of them to six-figure deals in high school. Currently, nine states have it. Eleven have proposals on the books. So we could have very shortly 20 states of the 50 that have it. But to your point, Adam, it's coming. It will yeah. likely get support of the courts. Yes. So it's best that you put some rules in place. Get ahead of it. And get the guidelines yeah. and the structure there so you don't have the problems at the high school level like they're having collegiately because the one thing that's interesting about the opposition to this collegiately you've got all uh, many of the blue blood program coaches are saying they hate it and now you've got a guy Deion Sanders who's at Jackson State mm -hmm. you'd think that he would be all for this he is right. not he says it's it's it, it, the, the, the Big Ten or the NCAA has a mammoth problem coming its way mm. with the with the NIL so they better figure out a way to fix it all right from that we go to baseball now and what the hell is wrong with Aaron Savali Guys, here's a guy last year looked like he could be the next to win a Cy Young Award with the Guardians. We know that they've done a terrific job developing pitchers. He was 12-5 and five last year. He had terrific stuff. This year, 
He's got an ERA just south of 10. He's 1-3, I believe, right now. He got tagged by the Twins. He gave up two first-inning home runs. Right. Settled in the middle innings and looked okay, but then in the fifth, he looked like the same guy he was in the first. Missing his spots, giving up key hits. Gave up, I think, gave up six earned in less than five full innings of work. What are they going to do with Aaron Savali? He's scheduled to start against the Tigers this coming week. Guys, now's the time. I I just tweeted about it over the weekend. Aaron Savali is killing the Guardians, okay? You know, the offense has been way better than expected. And the pitching has been a disappointment. But, you know, Plesak hasn't been great. Bieber's been, outside of one or two starts, has been pretty good. Tristan McKenzie pitched another great game yesterday. Quantrill's been all right. But Savali's been awful. And this is not just this season. This goes back to the middle of last year when they started catching guys for doctoring up the baseball. There's a terrible stat in baseball, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's called quality starts. Six innings, three or runs or less. I think it's a bad stat because if you give up three runs in six innings, that's not, to me, a quality start, but okay. I'll even make it easier for Savali. He's only had two starts since the middle of June last year where he's gone five or more innings, only five, and given up three runs or less. Only two of those starts out of his last 14 or 15, something like that. He is lost in the soup right now. He needs to go back to AAA and kind of work with some coaches down there where they could, where if they lose and he pitches terribly, it doesn't matter. It's AAA. Who cares if you win? Peyton Battlefield is a top 30 prospect for the Guardians. He's been pitching great. I the think kid they brought up from Double A last week through had a great start. Yeah, absolutely. But Battlefield is, I think he's ready. You know, I, I, this year he was probably going to come up at some point anyway. He's been very consistent down in Columbus. I know it's a, a big step up to the majors. I think he's only had one bad start all year in Columbus. I think his ERA is like 250, something like that. And again, he's not out of nowhere because he's a top 25, 30 prospect, depending on where you look. I'd like to see them call him up, give him a shot. You know, i got to figure out where I, I don't know exactly where he is in his rotation at the moment. But Savali's got to go down. He needs a reset. He is killing the team. We can't keep doing this. Overall, I'm going to say this. I'm not just worried about Savali. Look, the strength of this team has been, always will be, pitching, right? Look at not these, this year. Look at these numbers. 4.18 ERA, that's 25th in, in Major League Baseball. 34 home runs allowed, 19. 263 strikeouts, that's 24th. Like, so, you know, we thought going into this season, it yeah. was going to be Bieber, it's going to be Plesak, Savali. No, it's been hitting and timely yeah. hitting and power hitting, which is the exact opposite of what we thought it would be. And this just goes to show you, pitching and especially the bullpen is year to year. You do. It's, it's like in football saying, hey, we got a lot of turnovers last year. Well, that ain't, you're not guaranteed to get yeah, turnovers but next year. I do think they'll bounce back, G, but one concern to your point, you mentioned the strikeouts there. Quantrill and Plesak are not striking people out at no. all. I mean, Bieber the is. The staff's velocity across the board is down. Way down. We talked about it, I think, in our practice session a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, even Bieber, right? All these guys are way. Um, the only one who's not. Bieber, is, looked, Bieber looked pretty good against Minnesota. He did, his last and he's start. fine. He had yeah. the one really bad start. He'll be fine. And McKenzie's been phenomenal. Well, he pitched great so against you, you guys But the rest of the guys. staff, so, I'm, I'm nervous about so to right the point, now. to the point where yeah. the, the Bulls talking about Savali. When you when you when you are in a rut, you got to get back to the laboratory, and you cannot do that at the top exactly. tier. You got to step back. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the other side though, and here's why, Bull. I agree with you. He's cl- clearly something is wrong. Yeah. I almost last year when Bieber started falling off, I I started telling people he's hurt. I don't right. know what it is, but he's hurt. Yeah. Because you could just watch his stuff, and he wasn't the same guy. 
I feel the same way with Savali this year. I don't, I'm almost wondering if it's not going to come out that he's got a shoulder or an elbow. Something yeah. is wrong with him. And I'm not convinced yet that it's up here. Okay. I do know that if you send him down, now you're yeah, taking yeah, yeah, the yeah. building blocks no of question. his confidence up here and you're shattering that. Detroit is a team that a pitcher can get healthy against. I'd like to see him make this start against Detroit, and then I'm going to make a decision. If he gives me six strong innings and allows two earned runs and the strikeouts are back, and more importantly, his location, what I think has been lacking for him has been his location. Yeah. He's missing on spots. You can just carry the ball to home plate and put it. In, you couldn't put it in a better spot for the hitter. So I, I, I know that he's not his, himself. I don't know that it's not an injury, but I'll find out in his next. So when I, when I so when I say send you down, I mean send you back to the laboratory. It's not as punishment. Mm. It is so no, I can work, so not. we can work on the mechanics. We've seen we guys have, get some, Somebody has to somebody yeah. has to hone in on you. But let, not, and I don't yes. care if it's your jump shot, your golf guys. swing, or I don't care what it is. You right. have to get fixed. But in Carl Willis, he's got a guy who's yeah, but a you, proven but you, but you cannot coach. get fixed at the top level sometimes. It's hard. You got to step away. You got to step back. You got better coaches at the top level. We kind of talked about the 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 velocity overall for the whole staff is you guys are baseball guys. Yeah. Is it because they didn't ramp them up properly or is it because maybe they, they you, you didn't have the spring training uh, that you had this year? I, I can't answer that. Not, I don't know. You I don't, don't know, know for sure, but every team was in the same spot. Yeah, right. so it's not an excuse and McKenzie's the one guy whose velocity is not down. Yeah, but McKenzie's such a freak and he's young. I mean, he's like he's six, the youngest four, 160 of the pounds. He's got such great whip on his fastball. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's got electric stuff. I'm not worried about him. But with Savali, I just want to I, I, it's it's whenever a pitcher gets old too fast. Right. <laughs> that can't like be me? like this guy. This guy is he's 27 years old. I what, think. Is, what does that mean? Jay? Old too fast. You've seen it before. You sent me a tweet. I was fascinated by you sent me a text over the weekend that you said Danny Salazar has yes. signed with the Indians. There's with a the guy Yankees, with, the, with Yankees. the Yankees. Minor league There's wow. a guy that I thought Salazar was going to be a Cy Young quality pitcher. Remember he pitched that wild card game oh against Tampa? Oh, my God, he was unbelievable. He was phenomenal that night. And then all of a sudden he got old. But you're looking at it going, he got old too fast. What yeah. happened? What happened? And sometimes it's the wear and tear of too many innings and too short a period yeah. of time. I don't know what it is with Savali, but I can't think that this guy is old that fast. He's 27, and he, no. was, he was great. I know you said the second half he was not good. Yeah. But first half he was, was great. Fa- Here's what I'm my biggest fear. We know that guys were playing around with a substance they shouldn't have been using. It made good pitchers great. It made great pitchers almost unhittable. We should have started with it's this. It's kind of like steroids. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like steroids. Yeah. You know, Bonds had a pretty good ball of clay to work with. Yeah. You give him an illegal substance that improves performance, and now he's all-time Herculean great. Right. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm just, I'm not accusing. I'm just wondering. So many guys were using it. I'm wondering if we're going to now see guys drop off from what they were with it yeah. to what they have to be now without it. I think some will. I think some, I think part of it for some of these guys is just adjusting to not using it. And some guys are going to take longer, right? It's, it's just like a pitcher who later in his career, Jay, you would know about this as a pitcher yourself. When you get older, you lose your velocity, right? And some pitchers can change the way they pitch and still be successful. Look at one of our favorites here in Cleveland, CeCe Sabathia, right? Yeah. He reinvented his velocity. 
And then for a couple of years, it looked like he was going to be out of baseball because he was struggling and couldn't figure it out. And then late in his career with the Yankees, he figured it out again how to pitch differently, yeah. and he pitched great. Right. And that probably got right. him. That probably get him in the Hall of Fame. You probably don't remember Frank Tanana, do you? Oh, of yeah. course oh, I do. Yeah. Frank Tigers. Tanana was a baller. Okay, yeah. he was with the Angels and Nolan Ryan. Yeah. He used to throw in the high 90s. Yeah. When he lost that velocity, he had to learn secondary pitches. Some guys can't do it. And he completely reinvented himself. Yeah. It's almost like the golfer who forever hung his hat on his driving prowess and then couldn't find, couldn't drive like he – now he's got to improve yeah. his short game. And a lot of guys, if you can't change and adapt, you're not here for long. And so we'll see whether or not Chevalier can do that. Um we are going to what, read some mean tweets. Mean tweets. This okay. This is something that we've been talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, great. For a few days. Yes. yes. We, we want to read five. the detractors. Right? <laughs> five right. mean tweets this, from This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> our this is going to be good. The internet hates us. The internet hates us. <laughs> so, without yes. further ado, here's Adam the Bull. Take it away, Bull. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's start. This is from one of my favorite people on Twitter, Explodio Jones. Who doesn't love a good oh, tweet? There's an interesting name. Explodio Jones. He says, this was in reference to the tweet that Mike put out on Friday saying, hey, we made it through a week. We which didn't we, get canceled. That's big which success. Which is great, right? Yeah. So Explodio says, congrats on not getting canceled from your free YouTube show. <laughs> You're in the big leagues now with the likes of four-year-olds playing with my little ponies. See you at the Emmy. You know, my question is, where yeah. where can I see Explodio's show? Where does that Yeah, play? Explodio. Where's your podcast? Where is that show? I mean, it must be on pay TV, right? Yes. There must be a paywall, and he's making huge coin doing 19. shows. Nineteen ninety-nine per show. That's how popular Explodio is. He's exploding all over Cleveland. He's huge, this Explodio guy. What else he got? Okay, this is from the Real TM. I guess that's Team. I don't know. He doesn't want to put his name on there. Agreed. This looks like low budget and filmed in the basement of someone's house. It is in the basement. It's actually. A, a, a KYC. It's yeah. a KYC basement. You couldn't afford this set, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. You're living in your grandma's basement, pal. Can we can we throw that back up there? His Twitter yeah. pic, just based on his Twitter picture. Yeah. He looks like a guy with extreme taste yeah. and class. I mean, look. Right. Go this, back to the studio. Look at we got rafters up here and everything. Like, what's going on? What are you working at checkers? <laughs> Hey, is that what that is? What's the matter with you, real TM1? What does that even mean? I, real team one? Real. We take these all with a grain of salt, right? right Everybody. Right. We know yeah. what we know the saying. Yeah. Opinions are like yeah. body parts. Everyone has one. Exactly. And we like and we listen Absolutely. to them. We listen to them. <laughs> They're funny. We we laugh at them, but we listen to them. What else do you have? All right, this is from Brad Johnson, apparently the former oh, NFL yeah. quarterback. Won a Super Bowl in. with the Buccaneers. And he's got Bob Knight as a picture. This guy's so, so confused. <laughs> And he spelled night wrong. Uh, he says Aaron Savali and the Ultimate Cle Cleveland Sports Show both need well, sent down. Where would they send us down to? We're already on the. We're already, we're already on the free in for, like where four-year-old kids do videos. We we free to we free to uh, YouTube. What are we gonna do? Where are we going from here? Uh, we know where to go. But, but, and, like we do, we gonna do it on our phones. We go to a different TV channel. That's I don't know. it. Hey, we gonna do it on our it. phones. I'm gonna go and then you go. Are we gonna be? That on? sounds like a hell of a show. And then Lifetime you go. Network, look, baby. Look, look at we the TV. He's Bob Knight. Are they going to send us to the Oprah I mean, channel? What's that? Sure. Hey, by the way, by the way, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, the own, by the way, we have to be better than own channel. Like, own has like four and a half shows. That's not even in high def, man. It's four <laughs> and a half shows, and one of them is Oprah's show. Like, yeah. she has no content. I'm like, you couldn't have got nobody else on there? 
It's hurting. Y'all, y'all saved my life. Hey, maybe <laughs> if Yala, it gets set Yala. down, then we can Yala. do it on the old Yala. network. Yes. Would that be considered that being be set it. down, or is that a move up? We'd have to change the topics, though. By, Definitely. Listen, yeah. by the way, if we go to Oprah, heck, shit, that's a move up. I don't care. with nobody on that. Oprah. Say, yeah. <laughs> Give me Oprah's. that. I yeah. take them all Serious for watching. Rich. Yeah. All right, you got more hate? I got two more. This is from Chile in Arizona, which is tricky. I, mean, I don't think you beat Chile in Chile Arizona, in Arizona. But how does one afford a nice studio but can't afford to fill it with talent? Well, simply, <laughs> this is this is WKYC's studio. Right. By the way, have you guys seen a nicer television facility uh, than KYC's? Beautiful. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, he, he's in Arizona? He's yeah. saying we're not talented. Uh, he's uh, saying we he, are all yeah, lacking yeah. talent. After, yeah. la after last night, he had his own problems. <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a, a complete meltdown. Oh, my God. The Suns yeah, produced by 100. For, for, the nation, for the nation to see. Yeah, you got well, your own problems there, though. What the hell happened to CP3? <laughs> uh, he, my goodness. He, he old, old. You talk about getting old overnight. <laughs> he just Get woke. it done. Right. I like got one more, fellas. One Boy. more. Let's go. From Doc John 76. You think this guy's a, if this guy's an actual doctor, can, can he put a picture up instead of having... I call it an egg because it used to be an egg. Remember when you didn't yeah, put a thing when, in there? Yeah, now it's just. Yeah, what this is, is the, just a, uh, the skeleton silhouette with no neck. You have your necklace. Sorry, but you should have stayed. This is for me specifically. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but you should have stayed on radio. TV's not your shtick. You have a radio face. Good luck. <laughs> Don't think your show will work. Hey, John. Bleep you, pal. <laughs> hey, look hey, at that beautiful face. You know, look. Look at that. All right, I got a little. How can here. a guy who doesn't put a picture on his profile yeah. Talk about face. insult someone's face? Exactly. So I'm fat. Okay, I can lose weight. You'll always be a jerk, John. Hey, or Doc, whatever your name is. Y'all should have been killing me. Y'all should have been saying stuff about G. Bush, man. All I got is that little cheap belt. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> These dudes got cool shoes, though. These dudes go home, they rich. They rich as hell. Like, you think they be worried about y'all? Like, ah, let me get in my new car. I'm like, you just got another one? I'm looking around like, this crazy. I don't know. I'm going to just hang out, bro. I got the belt. I, that's what that's makes it. You. All right, we're going to jump out. We're taking a quick break. When we come back, Chris Holtman from the Ohio State Buckeyes are in. I can't wait to hear Brad talk serious OSU Buckeye hoops with this guy who's coming off a great recruiting class. Five years in, so far, so good. Chris Holtman joins us next on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show after this quick timeout. Stay with us. Hey, we need to tell him, ask him about NIL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons Mikey McNuggets is one of the best producers in the history of producing. Mikey. Um, tell the audience what you just told us to do. Chris Holtman's our guest. He's in the process of linking up. So we're going to stretch a little bit in the business. It's, you know, like this, stretch yeah. it out. Mikey, what, did you, what, what was your advice to us? Just talk about sports. we got to <laughs> fill a couple minutes. That's what you guys get paid to do. So yeah. do yeah. what we're paying I to said, do. I said, where do you want us to go? You want us to go good bet, bad bet? What yeah. do you want us to do? He goes, just talk about sports. <laughs> well, we were talking during a break about the Mavs and the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. talking about Jason Tatum versus Luka Doncic. Yeah. Well, I would say you said Jason Tatum is the best player right now. I was talking with these guys earlier. In that game yesterday between the Celtics and the Bucks, it felt like every time Jason Tatum touched the ball, the entire Bucks team panicked and was running towards him, and then he was finding the open man. He killed him. And the yeah. fact that Grant Williams, who had never led the Celtics in scoring yeah. ever, yeah. leads them in scoring to win a game seven over the defending NBA champs, 
They're a good team. That was team. what they yeah. did is the most impressive thing I've seen so far in the postseason. Because yeah. I, I just thought Milwaukee was going to win the series. I really did. No, I, 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 I kind of disagree. I think the most impressive thing was seeing Dallas come out and take down, take Ooh, down that was Phoenix. stunning. Now, I'm going to tell I you, mean, so you talk about safe. Jason Tatum. Luka Doncic is by far the best uh, freaking player left here. Well, I, it, by far. There might not uh, be a debate. I like this thing. I mean, he, he does the it. way he dissected <clears throat> Phoenix yesterday, and if you didn't pay attention, the way they were doing it was basically like they were looking for matchups on the floor. So the matchup they wanted, they made that guy come put him in a pick and roll so the other guy would have to switch. And then Dodge went to work. I, and I was yeah. like, this is crazy. He, he's a guy that got a skill. I like, I haven't seen nobody with that skill set with that body type. Yeah. He's not he's like my size. Like he just getting to his spots. His step back look like it's too slow, but he goes in every time. He gets to where he wants off the pick and roll. I mean, for me, I just he it just it, 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 I've never seen another person play like that. So Mikael Bridges Mikael Bridges who was the almost won the defensive player of the year was abused yesterday. Kill. Yeah. Abused. And I said, I don't see this changing, right? I, who, who would Golden State's going to stop him? Nobody's going to stop him. I hope you're right because I can't stand Golden State. I want any of the other teams to win. Yeah, well, I think we concur on that. Yeah. What are, what's your finals matchup? Who do you have? So, I, I, at this point, I'm going Dallas, right? Just the way they're playing. I got Dallas and I got Boston going. Yeah, that's right? who I that's want. That's what I got. That's, that's what, what I, I want. want. Yeah. I'm afraid it's going to be Boston-Golden State. I, I think, think Boston-Miami is so a fun series, though. Those are two, like, well-coached teams. They're well-balanced teams. Like, when you think of team, I really think of, like, Boston and Miami. You think Miami can beat Boston? I do. I, yeah. I, I'm picking Boston, but I think it's a good series. Are you picking Boston, too? Mm, yeah, I got So, Boston. we all four have Boston. Yeah. Oh. Bro, that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> and, and this is a phone. The rookie rigor mistake. is on. Hey, it's account services. Uh, yeah, I can't pay you that. <laughs> you know what? Take it just for fun. Oh. Let us hear it. You want to hear it? Play with yeah. them. Play with them. Yeah, yeah. Put them on speaker. Are we allowed to do that? Oh, uh, hello? Yeah. Hello, is this Garrett? Yes, yes, this is this is Garrett. Uh-oh. Hey, Garrett, my name is Bo. I'm with Nations Lending. How are you today? Oh, are you guys, you guys going to give me a loan? <laughs> so, it looks like somebody was looking for a, they requested for like a pre-approval. Yeah, and that wouldn't eventually. Oh, yeah, man. I, listen, if you could give me the, the 5% I was looking for, that's great, man. I'll take that, man. <laughs> This is what I need to do is make a, make a file for you, so I would have to collect some information. And oh. that, I would go ahead and um, work on it. And they want that info. So if I just start giving you social security numbers. Yeah, do, do, I gotta give, do I have to give my social up? Uh, it, when was the last time you had your credit ran? Ooh, I was at Walmart the other day. <laughs> they, you know how they be trying to sign you up for them credit cards? They just yeah, do, yeah I, don't, I couldn't. I told him oh I said I already God. got, already no, got too many credit cards. But I wanted, the, card. I wanted the free T-shirt though. They, they <laughs> was giving out these T-shirts. It was nice though. I would have took it too. With the with the actual application itself, yeah, they are going to ask for your social, and that is in order to run your credit. Okay. See what your credit has, they need you over. Oh my God. Oh well, see, my, you know, the way my checking and savings is set up. I got a fluctuating credit score, <laughs> so it go up like it go up sometime and then come back down. It'd be like it was like it was like six twenty five at one time, but then like something happened overnight. I wanted a big screen. I think the Renner Center people like put out a, put a hold on my credit or something. It was crazy. 
Can you combine your scores with your wife? Like, <laughs> if you got it's composite, <laughs> like so. So if I got like three hundred and, and then like I got like five, four, four hundred. Oh that's God. that's like seven hundred. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is hilarious. Well, I gotta call her. See if what she doing. Because um, I definitely need that. We need that. <laughs> Well, I got, you know, brother, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually in the middle of taping a, a TV show. So what I can do is I can get back to okay. you though. It's called the Ultimate yeah, Cleveland sure. Sports Show. Uh, check it out. So subscribe on YouTube. It's really nice. Coworkers. Uh, sure, will do. Uh, do you know Adam the Bull? Uh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam the Bull, Jay Crawford, Jay Crawford, Jay. I know you know Jay Crawford. Jay Crawford, Crawford used to be on Cold Pizza. <laughs> Adam the Bull, he's hey, famous. He's really famous. I, I, I can borrow, I can lend you some credit report points. Yeah, listen, he said, yeah, uh, uh, oh, I got a co-signer now. I'll throw you in 52. <laughs> I got I got a co-signer now. Brad's good. good for 50. Look, we, hey, yeah, we good. Hey, the mayor's with me too, so. <laughs> I appreciate you, dog. This is, this, this is my number, though. If you ever need me, you can call me directly. Uh, okay? All right, I appreciate you, man. Uh, Sarah Nara. All right. <laughs> uh, my favorite is. Can I combine my credit score with my wife's? <laughs> 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 How often do you get those calls? Jay, Jay. He said this thing fluctuates. It goes up, yeah. it goes down. You know, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. You know what? This will be the hardest left turn oh in the history God. of YouTube shows. Oh From a live oh oh account services call <laughs> to the head basketball coach at the Ohio State oh. University coming off a 22-12 and 12 season. Oh. Five seasons at Ohio State, all five of his seasons, guys, had at least 20 wins. He's just the second coach in Ohio State history to do that. Thad Mata was the first. Coach Holtman, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great to be with you guys. It's great to have you on, Coach. Good to see you. Um, uh, I'm going to let Brad Sellers start because he is uh, our Ohio State basketball guru. He's our basketball guru. Who am I kidding? And and he's anxious to talk to you, so go ahead. Coach, I'm going full-scale Ohio State here. (laughs) My hat first. Jersey, right? I know you're holding down. I'm holding down the Fort in Cleveland up here for you, right? How you doing? Yes. I'm doing good, Brad. I'm doing good. It's great to see you, man. It's great to see you. You getting us prepared to resurgence to the top? Absolutely. We got an unbelievable class coming in, Brad. You're going to love it. It's it's uh, the best in the Big Ten. It's a, a really good group of, um, you know, there's a sweet spot right now in in recruiting, as you guys know, because, you know, you get a guy like a, like a Malachi Branham and he's he's a one and done. And yeah, um, and you, you, if, if possible, if you can find that's great, great for our program, great for him. But in order to have some continuity, um, I think we've got some guys that, that uh, we could see in Buckeye uniforms here for a few years that are coming in as, as freshmen. Well, let me let me ask you this, Coach, because you know you live in a changing landscape here, right? And I know you, yes. you, you're working in the, in the where, obviously, in the, I think one of the best universities in this country as it, comes to, as it comes to sports. But I will tell you, the way the NCAA has now structured the, 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 some of the rules now, this transfer portal, this thing is crazy, right? How do you feel about this transfer portal? Brad, I tell you, man, it's 
and your guys know that because of how you know how, how well you guys cover sports. It is a really a, a different a different day and age. And you know, Ryan Day, our football coach, we've we've had a lot of conversations because um, those that have followed college basketball know that the transfer portal has really come into effect um, at a high level. Really, the last 10, 12 years, um, waivers have come into play and. Um, and you've seen a wave of college basketball transfers at a significant level, really as much as 45 to uh, 45 percent of, of first-time freshmen end up transferring in college basketball. And you've seen that for a while. And I remember talking to Ryan in the spring, and it's just like, you know, what football has seen across the board in college football, um, basketball seen for the last few years. And it's uh, – you know, as much as possible, you, you, you just try to embrace the differences of our game now than it was 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, does it bring some challenges? Sure. But we've also benefited from the transfer portal here at Ohio State. We've had some really good ones that have come through and been really good players for us. Coach, when you look at even beyond the transfer portal, you know, obviously, and this is not a new trend, but with guys leaving after one year, your best players, you know, in all the big universities leaving so often. As a coach, you know, you develop relationships with players, obviously. But if, if, if consistently your best players leave after one year, how hard is it to, to develop the chemistry amongst the team and between you and your players? It's the biggest challenge. Any coach will tell you right now in college basketball, as a college basketball head coach, the biggest challenge here is is roster continuity and in the midst of of the transfer portal and obviously your best players um you know professionalizing right and we've had the last since we've been here our best players have professionalized early now we had a guy like Kyle Young who was a phenomenal uh, player for us but was wasn't necessarily a guy that could go and play in the NBA. He was here for five years, right. and we we were blessed to have him for five years. We had a Justin Arns for four years. We're going to have another kid, Justice Suing, who was a transfer for four years. But like EJ Liddell, uh, terrific player for us, uh, but, but we're only going to have him for three years. Malachi Brandon, we're only going to have for one year. Uh, Dwayne Washington, who helped us get to the Big Ten championship game as a junior, um, we thought we were going to have him back uh, this coming year. He goes to now this G League combine. It used to just be the NBA combine. Now it's a G League combine. Plays well there last summer. And then plays so well that he gets invited to the NBA combine. And and I told him at that point, I said, hey, Dwayne, if you if you get invited to the NBA combine, it's you, you probably need to take a serious look at, at leaving. I'd love to have you back but it may be time for you, the best decision for you and your family. So navigating all that, it's why I don't sleep any after the season gets over with. I don't only during the season, but I certainly don't sleep after the season. Tough. Well, you, well, you know, Coach, let's, let's, let's add some more to your plate. Um, you know, you already don't sleep as it is with trying to get kids to, to graduate. You, you're on the road recruiting. Uh, we just got done talking about the NIL. And uh, NIL is something that just kind of got dropped on yeah. the NCAA. Uh, the legislation came out of California and kind of NCAA and schools were scrambling around to figure out what's the rules, what, what kind of infrastructure we have. 
you know, can you tell me what, what do you guys have in place now um, for your students to, to make sure that, you know, they are doing uh, certain NIL deals and it's above board and what sort of infrastructure and counseling do you have for students um, who are now in a position to earn money from the name, image, and likenesses? And what are some of the pitfalls that you coaches are seeing um, in terms of how to control this thing and how to, you know, best facilitate the, the, uh, the program? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question because it's really at the forefront, I think, of all of our minds. Um, when we heard about name, image, and likeness, and you started hearing about this a couple years ago, um, in our minds, we, we, we kind of said, we get it. It totally makes sense. Athletes at, at universities should be able to profit off their own name, image, and likeness. There's too much money in college football and college basketball and in college sports in general, they should have that opportunity. I think as it really came into play here uh, in these last few months, what we, you know, what we started to see is the idea of, of um, not necessarily what it was intended for and this idea of how it impacted recruiting, both in transfer recruiting and then in high-level prospects, you know, um, and, and whether it's uh, involvement from uh, whether it's involvement from third parties or whatever, but the idea of okay, hey, what can this school, what opportunities can this school provide uh, for me? And I'm not going to make a decision maybe until I know, you know, what those opportunities uh, can and, and will be. And I think that's where uh, you saw the last couple weeks the athletic directors at major conferences. Uh, get together and say we've got to get a handle on how it's impacting the recruiting aspect of it versus um, uh, how it's impacted the current student athlete. And for us, you know, EJ Liddell, he 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 uh, had a deal with the bank this past year. He had a de- we ha- we've had guys said Key had bank uh, deals with uh, automobile um, uh, some auto sellers here in town. Uh, several of our guys have have gotten. Um, cars is a part of their deals and their work with local businesses. Um, so our, our guys have benefited, um, but you know we follow really followed the leadership of, of Gene Smith, our athletic director here, who's a who's the best in the country, and he's kind of give us in a direction on hey, this is what we want uh, NIL to look like. We have Open Doors, which is a company who has all um, takes all the deals from our athletes and. Um, and helps assist them with that process. Our athletes now, some of our athletes have um, representation, NIL representation that help them with this. We communicate to our athletes about, hey, you gotta pay taxes on this money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's an education process that goes along with this, uh, with all of our athletes. It starts as soon as they get here. Um, so it's 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 a lot. It's, a, it's kind of a new element of, of this, uh, um, the, the college game. Coach, uh, we should know by the end of the day today whether or not Ohio high school athletes will be able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. The principals have been voting for the last two weeks. We're supposed to get to, we're expected we'll hear those results today because voting closed yesterday. I'm wondering your thoughts on the idea that high school athletes can now benefit because, as you know, the college basketball recruiting game is big time, and some of these players are stars on social media. 
What are your thoughts yeah. on that? And how will it change your job, the way you do your job? You know, I think it's some. It's it's again really, and a really important and relevant question right now. I, I think that that's where this is headed. I you know, perhaps there'll be a different ruling than I would anticipate, but I, I could I could definitely see that this is where this is where this is heading. As a matter of fact, I don't know how necessarily you stop it from heading in this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think the edu- there's going to be education required. Here's what I've said in recruiting when it comes to NIL. For us, I've told I've told players and families, um, NIL can be a reason that you want to come to Ohio State, but it shouldn't be the reason. There's too many other really positive things about this place, and we have a great example right there, uh, sitting with you guys that 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 has has benefited there's too many other really good things that we want to communicate beyond a terrific education and a, a place that can benefit you well beyond just your 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 time here so if it's a reason we understand that and we embrace that we're going to lean into that and support that if it's the reason you're choosing a place we're probably not the place for you, you should probably choose somewhere else all right coach so let's get out to the nitty-gritty here Ohio State back at the top of the ticket, right? I know you've been working the streets, number six recruiting class in the country, right? You know, the, the, the Buckeye fever faithful are behind you, right? But you know, we, 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 we want to go deep. We want to be, we want to see know. it, right? I know, <laughs> yes. I know you know it. <laughs> so tell the folks yes. how we getting there, right? Because I'm tired, of, you know, I got to follow, you know, I had to follow the Terrapins on the women's side, but I like, I go to Chrysler Arena. I'm like, they, they, I walked into Michigan. They like, they thought they had it going on. I'm like, no, 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 no. Tell me how my Buckeyes <laughs> getting back to the top, coach. Yeah, you know, I think I think we've got to. So we've had um, we've we've had four opportunities, um, four years here of, of postseason opportunities um, uh, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Um, we've been here five years. We've been a single digit seed every year. We've been ranked in the top 15 in the country all five years and. As you know, Brad, you know, when we got here, um, the program had didn't go to the uh, didn't even go to the NCAA tournament or the NIT the year before went to the NIT two years before. So it was in a position where it needed to be, um, you know, there, there needed to be some um, some things that we uh, built in in terms of solid recruiting classes. Um, we were able to get there our first year and, and win a game as well as our second year, I think. I think for us, um, while we've advanced every year, the year we were picked highest, we were actually seeded highest, we got upset, we've advanced every year. I get it, we're as hungry as anybody about taking that next step uh, in terms of where, uh, what that looks like and not just advancing to the second weekend, uh, but beyond. Uh, I think the biggest thing for us, Brad, we gotta continue to grow uh, defensively. We have to continue to get uh, improved length and size within our program across the board, kind of positions one through five. Um, you know, I feel really good about the level of consistent success and being consistently good, but we're all obviously hungry for, you know, to take that next step. And I really believe uh, that this incoming freshman class, um, as they continue to g- grow and as we build beyond that class in the 23 class, Gives us a real chance for that, Brad. Coach, I just to tell you because I know I think Bull has a question, but I want to tell you, 
the day you beat Duke in Columbus, I called every Duke <laughs> player I knew. Gene <laughs> Banks on down. I was like, mm hmm. Did you? Crap. I, I love no it. idea. I was waiting for that. <laughs> waiting for it. Oh, man, I love that. I wish we could have heard those calls. I wish you could have heard that. You know, one of the things, and you know this, when you're in this position, like you, when you when you celebrate, somebody said the other day, what's is the best part of your job? Is it beating, you know, Duke when they're number one in the country in a sold out place? I said, the best part of my job is the people who love and care about this place doing just what you did, you know, calling their friends, calling their buddies at other schools, the pride that they have in that. And that's why we're so hungry to, to obviously do what we just talked about in terms of continuing to grow this thing and advance even deeper in the tournament. Uh, because, I, you know, you feel that as the head coach at a place like this, you really want to make the people who love and care about this place really proud. And because you guys have had sustained success in the regular season, the expectations have grown, right? But the tournament yep. is so wacky and so crazy. You never, you, you, you never know. There's plenty of great teams every year that get knocked out, get knocked out early. When you, a, a, after you're eliminated from the NCAA tournament, do you kind of assess how you prepared the team for the tournament and say, hey, maybe I, we did it right. It just didn't work out. Or is it maybe we could do this differently or that differently? Is that a, a lot of self-evaluation at the end of the year? Yeah, every year, every year. And we really did when, you know, when we got beat as a two seed. Um, you know, we really tried to, two years ago, we tried to really look and say, okay, granted it was in the bubble. Granted, we had just played in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis and stayed in the same hotel and couldn't go outside for about eight days. Um, you know, it was odd circumstances. And we had, you know, we had some, we had a very significant injury. But I think every year you look at it, I got a really, I mean, it was a really moving text from Jay Wright um, the day after he beat us. Um, and it was, uh, obviously I'd known Jay from our, our days in the Big East. Um, and he just talked about a seven-year span in his program where they were basically a one, two, or a three seed most years. Um one year they did make the tournament, but he had like a six-year stretch where they didn't even win a game in the tournament or they won one game. Uh, and then one or one, maybe one year where they didn't make the tournament. And, and then in the year seven, they broke through and that, that was the, his first national championship. And he just said, hey, um, you know, he just, I think it was an older coach. I think maybe at that time he knew he was, you know, he knew he was, he was going to retire, but it really meant so much to me uh, just, just how encouraging it was, and I think that's the deal. Get, get there as much as possible. There's been three teams in the big in the Big Ten. That's it. Three teams in the Big Ten the last five years that have, that have qualified for the NCAA tournament. When you include the pandemic year, it's been us and the two Michigan schools. Uh, that's it. Uh, wow. So it's hard to get there, but obviously we're hungry to, uh, to continue to, to move the needle. Coach, you have a sign over your right shoulder there. It says Buckeye values. What are they? Yeah, so just things we talk about, um, you know, with, within our program and and um, truth, humility, respect, um, thankfulness, accountability, and um, I almost forgot the last. Oh, toughness. Can't forget that. <laughs> hey, we, we um, get it. That's a lot. That's a lot. Those are Those are great pillars, though, to build a program on. Why did you settle on those specifically? As much as, you know, I think any coach will tell you, you kind of steal some ideas from other coaches and other programs. 
and the ones that you really respect. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, I, you know, as I, as you kind of grow your coaching career and you study other programs, you say, okay, Hey, you know, what do they do that has made them really, really successful? And, um, we, that's what we want our program to be about. And as you guys know, um, you know, your, your, your core values, they can be hung on a wall and, and something that just is a sign, or they can be something that you and your program really embrace. And we try to embrace. It's not to say we're perfect or our kids are perfect, but um, I, I do think there's a belief in how we want to do things. And with a new group coming in, you better believe it's going to be something we talk about here throughout the summer. You know, Coach, uh, being at Ohio State, I think is sometimes a double-edged sword. You know, we, we, we got the OG over here. Uncle Brad, he, you know, he, he's an old state uh, alum, but I'll tell you what, it has to be tough being in a football school, right? And, and do, does that hit you a little bit, uh, bit and, and irk you a little bit, no matter how consistent you are? Ohio State's been to Final Fours, Ohio State's been championship games. It, it's kind of like a, you know, it has a tradition. Um, you know, guys like Bobby Knight play basketball there, all these great names, yeah. but yet, Ohio State is always in, in just considered a, a football school. Do you sometimes fight and struggle with that um, because of, of the tradition that the basketball program has too? You know, I've really tried to I've really tried to embrace it because <laughs> I'm not stopping hundreds a hundred year of you know Buckeye faithful and and what their allegiance and loyalties are. Uh, at this place, it's ingrained. It's, it is a football blue blood, um, and it has been for decades. And I've really tried to just embrace it. And I remember after one of the games, my first or second year, I, I wore an Archie Griffin uh, jersey, and um, and it was my way of of just saying, hey, I've embraced what this place is, and um, I've gotten re you know, I have really, I got close with Urban when he was here. And I remember Urban saying, you know, this this can be a football and a basketball. And I said, come on now, Urban. We always know. We, we know it's going to be a football school first. You know, it's going to be a football school first. Yeah. What what happens typically at our place is if we have big games in the non-conference, we, we have great uh, enthusiasm, like Brad mentioned, the Duke game or the Villanova game from a couple years ago. But they really turn their attention to us uh, once once January rolls around. And uh, we certainly have some – the thing I always crack up about is I know the football fans who are 90% football and 10% basketball because when we lose one game in January and they turn their attention, they go crazy. They're like, I'm like, this isn't football, fellas. You can lose a game in college basketball. Coach, I would say you and I have a lot in common here. You coach Ohio State basketball – I coach my son's nine and ten year old little league team. It's not not that much of a difference, but I need advice, <laughs> Coach. We're off to an zero and two start. I had uh -oh. them running two a day practices yesterday. <laughs> uh, today we got a big game. We cannot fall to zero and three. I know it's a different sport, but what do I have to do to get these guys motivated and on the winning track? What do you think? <laughs> well, don't panic. First of all, you're only zero and two. Don't don't panic. Okay, I was advice. just gonna say whatever you do, don't do two a days. Don't panic yet. It's early in the season. That's but you late. just did two a days. <laughs> hey, you know what I, I say to so, I say to our players all the time. I said to our players, uh, I I say, hey, 
players win games, and, and I have this deal, I say, uh, uh, in the middle of every game, and I said it late in the Duke game, I said, hey, trust our players, trust our work. Trust our players, trust our work. So that's what I would encourage you. Good How many advice. games do you have in a full season? We got 16 in the regular season. Fortunately, everybody makes the playoffs. <laughs> that day. Hey, yeah. that's all that matters. Get to the playoffs in a that's great right. frame of mind, and and you'll be in good. You'll be in a good spot. There you go. All right. Good advice from Coach. We're gonna get a win tonight. Coach, fired up. <laughs> Coach, really quickly, you gotta tell him. Even in college, they only let you you, you train twenty hours a week. <laughs> Don't have the nine. Yeah, restrictions. This is restrictions. He's doing two a days with the nine year olds, man. <laughs> we gotta get some swings in. I love it. I love it. I love the passion. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much thanks, for joining Coach. us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Best of luck to you and the Buckeyes next season. I know you got a lot of excitement with that re recruiting class. Thanks again for coming in. Hey, Coach, stay there. Keep I doing, appreciate it, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Best of luck with the show. Look forward to watching. Stay All back, right. Coach. Thanks, Take Coach. So we tried telling Bull on Friday that two yeah. days is that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. They're nine. <laughs> They're nine. He got a couple people. Hey, show yeah, a couple people did the double so the duty. First one, the Bull, the Bull was quick to point out the first one's voluntary. Right. They don't have to come. How many yeah. showed up? I actually had more people at the voluntary than the the second. Practice. That's a problem. I had no. Well, I I kinda, I, I, I said did you to say the, pick and choose? I said to the parents, come to whichever one is. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. If you want to come to both, that's fine. We only had three kids at both. And I yours had, was one of them. Yes, right. Of course. Yes. <laughs> so I, two others bought in. But, I, but I, I had, well, one kid would have been at both, but he was actually sick. And he's supposed to be my starting pitcher tonight. I don't know if he's, I'm not sure I haven't heard from his mom yet to see if he's going to be able to pitch. But, uh, but yeah, we had a, a 11 or 10 out of 13 in the morning, but we only had five in the afternoon. But we got some good work in the kids. The five afternoon kids were some kids that needed some extra hitting. They was, they was tired. Got them going. <laughs> they're nine. Got them going. <laughs> they're nine. Yeah. Well, uh, they're ten. Both take, it from, ten. take it from Coach Holt. Holt. Two a days for nine and ten-year-olds yeah, in baseball. It's a, it's a little much. Awesome. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, let's go to Mikey McNuggets. It's time for good bet, bad bet. It Here is. And before we start, let's look at the standings. We didn't have games on oh, yeah. Friday because we didn't have. Yeah. Well, we picked them. We just didn't Friday. do them on the air. Oh. 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 Yeah, look at me. Oh, wow. The standings stay the same. G. Bush oh. is technically in first, but Brad at 2-0 and o is in. the percentage leader. So let's get to today's picks. We have a three-minute shot clock, guys, at 12:22. We got to be off. First bet, we're starting with G. Rays, one-and-a-half run favorites over the Tigers tonight. Corey Kluber pitching for the Rays. I believe I said bad bet on this. Do we got a graphic? Yeah, you, you said good bet, G. Oh, I did. G, 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 he's leading the pack, <laughs> and you know why? Because he uh, he's, he's, he's gone both ways on every single bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. I think he has. Good yeah, right. yeah uh, I'm with you. I think that's a good bet. Good. Um, Kluber is uh, he got clubbed his last time out, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but it, overall, this year he's been pretty good, and I, I think this is a good bet. Both. Uh, I got it as a bad bet. I know Detroit's been bad this year. They've been really disappointing. I thought they'd be much better. I think they're going to be a good second-half team. Well, not quite in the second half, but Corey Kluber's not what he once was. I don't like laying a run and a half unless I love the pitcher. Yeah. I loved Kluber back in the day, even though he was the most boring pitcher to ever interview, or yeah. one of the most. Uh, but he still a, is, but Right, but he's not, a great, he's not a great pitcher anymore. I'll take Detroit. All right. And for me, the guy who's running the table in the entire tournament, I, I'm taking a good, good bet here. Yeah, I, I, you got to take, you gotta take your bow. You got to take your bow. The window <laughs> victory lap early. Yeah. I think you got minimum, minimum number of plate appearances. Yeah. You don't qualify. Hey, 2-0 oh is 2-0. Oh. Next bet. Yeah. Under seven and a half runs tonight in the Twins-A's game. Should you start us off? I mean, that's kind of nah, random. Nah, right I think, nah, like, nah, I think this is a bad bet. 
I say I, I put bad bet on this one. Under, uh, yeah, look, that's the memory. Don't be, you can't be texting me at eight in the morning. <laughs> I don't be doing this. Uh, eight seven and a half runs is light. Uh, you know, we, we, that, that, that's like three four runs. Now nah, we that's a that's a bad bet. Yeah, I'm with I'm with G on that one, and I remembered my pick. It's bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad when I made it this morning, and it's still a bad bet. Yeah, I don't love either pitcher going in this game, yeah. and I do like the, I don't like the A's offense. It's pretty bad, but I do like the Twins offense a lot. I think they might score get the over by themselves. I thought that's why I, that's exactly why I took. Right, it. you got a yeah. young pitcher for Oakland who's actually been okay, but he's about due to get this, blown this up. This Twins team's good. They I mean, I, I like them a lot this yeah, weekend. Chris Archer has actually pitched really well for them. He has, but yeah. I, I, I think but I'm not tonight. the Twins could get it by yeah. themselves. Well, no, I, I took a good bet because you got the matchup, and I just like the fact that on Mondays, right, I just feel like the it's, hard, it's hard for a player on a Monday after yeah, coming off a weekend, points. off a good weekend. All right, very good. What's our last one? Last one. By the way, I miss Guardians games or playoff basketball. It's tough to pick some random bets when there's no local games. Yeah, so yeah. last one. No. Will Aaron Judge record an RBI tonight against – the Orioles. G? That's a good bet. That's Aaron Judge, bro. Come on, man. Aaron Judge. That's, that's, that's I'm all in. I good say. bet. Look at what the Yankees have done against the Orioles. They, they've they been crushing them for years. The Orioles stink. Uh, it's decent. Uh, it's a good bet. I'll go with Aaron Judge. Yeah, that's a good bet because you're playing in, in Baltimore. It's a good atmosphere. It's, it's, the temperature is right, and so it's a good place to play. It's so. not just look at what the, the, the Yankees have done against the Orioles. You can look at what everyone's done against the Orioles. Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge looks like you could play in defensive end, not baseball, right? I know. Big He's cat. a monster. Big cat. Hey, guys, we made it in three minutes. Did we get it? We Clap it up for us. Did we there we go. Oh, yeah, we, right. we made the under. Right, we we're going to take under. a quick break. Tremendous. When we come back, we're doing the top five least likable This TV better characters. be good. And then Travis Hafner joins the show. Yes. Next break. Next break. Oh, awesome. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Show. Ba -ba.